If all of your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. Hey guys! This week I wanted to bring up a little topic inspired by the Olympics. I've had a really great time watching. I hope you guys did too. I got to thinking about this because of Michael Phelps and the obvious round bruisers he had on his arms and his upper back. And of course, he wasn't the only athlete with them, certainly not. This got the media talking about them, and of course, talking about what caused them, which I'm sure you're already aware, cupping therapy. And now, various health professions are talking about it, which of course includes you guys, the registered massage therapists of the world. Now, I'm not going to use this podcast to talk about whether or not cupping therapy is effective or it has good research behind it or all that kind of stuff. There's lots of discussion out there online about that stuff. Use your own judgment and do your research, okay? But what I do want to talk to you about is how I see massage therapists jumping on the fad treatment bandwagon all the time and how you really got to stop doing that. Now, let me be clear here before I go on. I am not saying that these sorts of treatments are just fads and that they aren't good options for some patients. What I am saying is I see a lot of massage therapists take a course because it's the latest fad or because it sounds cool or because they think it will make them lots of money, not because they're super interested in learning the modality and not because they think it's a direction they want their practice to actually go in. They're just jumping on a bandwagon. But Like you've probably heard me say quite a lot in this podcast, is that really what's best for your business? During the years I was an active RMT, I saw a lot of fads come and go in terms of their popularity for CEU courses. For example, right after I graduated, hot stone massage was the treatment you wanted to learn. (laughs) It felt like everybody was learning it or some modified version of it, and the course options were plentiful. I totally meant I went and learned it because it seemed like the thing to do. But here's the real problem with how I did that. The business I was hoping to create at the time was focused on athletes and rehab work, you know, like motor vehicle accidents. And Hot Stone didn't really fit into that picture. Oh, and by the way, by athletes here, I'm talking about the regular folks who like to run or play golf or on a rec hockey team, those kinds of people. I'm not talking about NHLers and uh, baseball players here, okay? When you do anything for your business, you really should always ask yourself one big question. Will this help me achieve what I'm hoping to achieve for my business? Or if we put it another way, does this really fit in with what I do best and the types of clients I'm hoping to see? For me and Hot Stone Massage, well, it really didn't. It brought me some lovely people. Please don't get me wrong. They were great. They were lovely, smart, interesting people. But... They were focused on relaxation, stress reduction, and treating themselves to a massage. And, you know, those are all nice reasons to get a massage, but it wasn't in line with what I was trying to build, which was a stable practice focusing on rehab and working with athletes. It might seem to you that adding a new modality to your practice will only help bring in new business. If you add cupping or hot stone therapy or acupuncture or whatever it might be, surely that will only help your business because there will be more things for people to choose from, right? Uh, guess what? I'm going to disagree with that. It's good to have a varied toolbox in helping you treat your patients. I'm 100% totally with that. But the toolbox you build should be focused on helping the folks you're best at working with and you are focusing on. 
It should never be about casting a super wide net and hoping you'll attract people and that it will just all work out somehow. If you cast a wide net, what actually ends up happening behind the scenes when people are looking at your website or trying to figure out if they should come see you is they're going to have a hard time figuring out exactly what it is you actually have to offer. If you're offering, you know, the so-called standard massage that we're all taught in massage school, along with Reiki, cupping therapy, cranial sacral, and ART, well, that's going to seem like a really weird mix of things. Unless you can really tie them together for people somehow, they're going to be really confused. So let's think of it another way. If you had a serious skin condition, would you just go to your family doctor and, you know, kind of hope it worked out? Or would you make sure you got in to see a dermatologist? I'm betting most of you are going to want to see the dermatologist because they specialize in skin conditions and they're going to be that much more equipped to help you with your condition. Well, you know, the exact same thing goes for massage or for any business, really. It doesn't have to be just healthcare. I know you guys can't, you know, quote unquote, specialize the way that doctors do, but you can and you should show people what kinds of therapy you are focusing on. And that focus should be reflected in your marketing, your advertising, your website, and anything else you do that shows current and potential clients what you have to offer. That should also be reflected in the types of courses that you take in order to add tools to your tool belt. If you're thinking of adding cupping or any modality to your practice, make sure it's something your target clients are actually looking for or could greatly benefit from and make sure you explain how that works out. Don't just do something because it's a fad. Do it because it's right for you and your business. I should probably pre-record that and just say it many, many times because it's so important. Hey guys, if you found today's episode or any of the episodes helpful, I'd be super appreciative if you gave me a rating on iTunes. Just hop on over to iTunes, load up my podcast, look for ratings and reviews, and you can click five stars to rate. Or if you're going to click less than five stars, that's cool, though I'd really appreciate if you let me know why, just so I can improve my podcast, because that's really what that's all about. And you can also leave me a review in the review box. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have an awesome end of your summer. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason.